0: Welcome to the Reversing Diabetes podcast with Delane ND, the podcast for people looking to correct chronic illnesses such as diabetes through lifestyle change. I'm Dr. Delane Vaughn. As a physician, I see many patients who are ill because of lifestyle decisions such as food choices. Typically, diseases such as diabetes are managed with pills or injections. This approach creates a vicious, expensive, and unhealthy cycle of medication and then more medication to address the negative side effects. As a physician and a life coach, I work with clients to resolve their diseases, get off their medications, and live a naturally healthy life. If you don't like the healthcare system in America, I recommend you use less of it by being naturally healthy. So if you feel there has to be a better, more natural way to live a healthy life, you are in the right place. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. You are listening to the Reversing Diabetes with Delane M.D., Episode number 149, I believe, is what this episode is going to be. This episode is going to be a quick tool to discuss how to manage summer vacations, travel, those sorts of things. I think that lots of folks um, have made a habit of having vacations be a time where things are different. And they are different. You're in a different place. You're literally in a vacation getaway spot you're doing something different life isn't taking its typical form and a lot of times it's very easy to fall into my eating isn't taking its typical form and and because we've done that most of us have done that all of our lives the other thing that's kind of special about summer vacations is that we're in different places and food that's not usually available to us maybe like special foods or like foods that we want to indulge in are suddenly available to us and we don't know how to manage having the experience of the holidays or the the vacation. We don't know how to manage having the experience of the vacation the way that we want that experience to be and not making ourselves ill. So I'm going to discuss the strategy that I work through with my clients. And I also want to touch base on travel. Like how do I manage the 15-hour drive to the cabin in the woods that I'm going to be at and there's going to be s'mores I've got to navigate and burgers and dogs and chips and family. I've got to navigate all of that eating. But then there's also how do I navigate being on the road for 15 hours in one stretch or even two different days that I'm going to be traveling to make this trip. So I want to talk about that too. Recognize all of this is going to come back to the same strategies that I teach all the time. So I think episode number 145, I talked about emotional eating and I think, I mean, all, like all of these, um, Tools that I've been talking about, especially in this year in the 2022 podcasts, are all talking about this. 143, I talk about how feeling the resistance to doing something and continuing to do it anyway is the answer to what you're looking for. But check out the previous episodes where I talk about just feeling the desire for the food and not complying with the eating of the food, right? Like this desire is telling you to eat food that doesn't serve your bigger goals. And the answer is not that you need to somehow... Put physical boundaries on food. You don't need to move to a deserted island. You don't need to wire your jaw shut. You don't need to have your cabinet locked and give somebody else the key. That's not what needs to happen. You need to sit with your brain saying, hey, we love that food. We really, really love that food. You need to sit with your brain telling you that and be like, yeah, and it's okay. I can love that food and I don't need to eat it today. That is the step that we practice. We're practicing this every day of our life. When we're doing our normal routine, going to work, eating meals at work, eating meals at home, cooking meals for our family, cleaning up meals after our family, all of the things that you do every day of your life, you're practicing the skill of your brain telling you you want the food and you not eating the food. And it's the same skill that you're going to utilize when you're on vacation. But there are some strategies that are helpful In planning your vacation so that you can have the experience, which is a unique experience, right? Your vacation is not going to be your typical day-to-day experience and you want to have that unique experience and you want it to be everything you want it to be, but you also don't necessarily want to become sick with type 2 diabetes after you've reversed it or lose ground and we're going to talk about all that. So. The strategy I teach for vacations, and it's also very similar for the holidays, although the holidays is like a six-week experience that's kind of out of the ordinary, and so planning for that's a little different. It looks different. But for your vacation, I always tell my clients, decide at the end of my seven-day vacation, at the end of my 10-day vacation, God, if you're one of those lucky souls that gets to do two weeks of vacation, at the end of your vacation... Do you want to have continued to progress towards your goal? So maybe your goal is so this is all the stuff that I teach you, right? This is all the stuff we work on in my group program. Six months we work on all of this. Day one, you're setting goals. Your goal is a compass to keep you on the direction of where you want to be. It is not a tool to beat yourself up because you're not there yet. It is a compass to keep you on the path to where you want to be. So when you've set those goals, your question about vacation is, do you want to be progressing towards that goal, still moving towards it? Do you? That's, that's scenario number one. Scenario number two is, do you want to hold steady? I've progressed this far. I don't want to keep progressing and I don't want to lose ground. I just want to stay in this place for the next 10 days. So what this might look like, you know, if your goal is getting your fasting blood sugar into a normal range. And when you're starting vacation, maybe your fasting blood sugar is 115 and that's too high. So if you want to be in scenario number one, you're going to keep progressing on seeing that fasting blood sugar ratchet down. That's continuing to progress towards your goal. If you're going to hold where you're at, then that fasting blood sugar is going to stay around 115. At the end of vacation, you're going to still be with a fasting blood sugar around 115. And then some people, the scenario number three is they're willing to like lose some ground. I'm willing to backslide a little bit. So maybe their fasting blood sugar is 115, but they're going to be okay if it jumps up to 125 at the end of their vacation. We see this with weight loss too. They want to continue to lose weight, or they want to hold steady at their weight, or they're okay if they put on five pounds during vacation. You need to make that decision. That is the very first decision you need to make when looking at how you're going to manage and navigate your vacation. The reason this is so important is because if you don't get very clear on your intention for your vacation, every decision that you make on that 10 day vacation, on that seven day vacation, on that 14 day vacation, you will be wobbly with, you will be uncertain with, you will be unclear with the decision. And then you're going to beat yourself up. You're going to do these micro beating yourself up with every decision because you're not really even clear about what you want to achieve at the end of your vacation. Make that decision first. Set your intention first. At the end of my vacation, I want to continue to have progressed, hold steady, or I'm okay with a little backsliding. None of it's right or wrong. You just make a decision. Don't let yourself believe that there's a right answer here. There's not. Remember, if you backslide, you have learned all these strategies in this podcast for how to reverse your diabetes. You've learned it. You know. You know how to do this. So if you are in scenario number three, and maybe your fasting blood sugar was 80, right? You're in that normal range, that optimized fasting blood sugar range. And after vacation, you notice your fasting blood sugars have inched up to 110, 115. Cool. You know why it's cool? Because you know how to fix that. You've already done it. you got this. That's why none of these Scenario one, two, or three is right or wrong. None of it's right or wrong. It's just a decision and you make it. So that's the first step. You make that decision. If your decision is to continue to progress, then you have to get very clear on what's important to you about vacation. Is it important to relax? Awesome. Let me offer you right now. Food does not create relaxation. Nothing about food has to change for you to continue to eat in a way that continues to progress you towards your goal and you get to relax, right? There's nothing about food that creates the feeling of being relaxed. Our beliefs, our thoughts, our perspective on what's going on, that creates relaxation. Getting clear about what you're wanting to create at the end of it and then how do you do that? So you want relaxation. Sometimes people want like certain foods. Like if you're going to Italy, this is a great example that we use in the group. We have um, one woman in the group who travels quite a bit and she travels all sorts of places and she does want to have the unique foods that are in these, you know, other countries. Sometimes that doesn't bode well to not stimulating insulin production and allowing your insulin resistance to go away, to reverse. Instead, she's having to constantly make these decisions. Okay, I want to have the pasta in Italy okay, awesome. What does that look like? It doesn't mean you're going to eat an entire pan of lasagna. It means you're going to have a few bites of lasagna because you want the taste and the experience, but you want to reverse your diabetes if you're in scenario number one. Now, if you're in scenario number two, you get to have more of these things, right? Like maybe every other day you're having you know, mackinac and fudge, or you're having some ice cream, or you're having chips and salsa. Maybe you're doing something like that multiple times during the vacation, and that's going to give you the results. You're going to have to see. Your biology will dictate how frequently you can do that. And then you'll have that persistent blood sugar, the fasting blood sugar that might be a little elevated from normal, like it's not an optimized blood sugar, but you're not losing ground, okay? So that keeps you in scenario number two, right? And then if you're looking to be, if you're okay with some backsliding and scenario number three, then you just decide, look, I'm okay with this. I don't want to see my fasting blood sugar get any higher than this number, but I know that I'm going to have multiple different foods that are excursions from what I typically do and I'm going to enjoy them and I'm going to allow them. And at the end of vacation, I'm just going to fix it. That's all. It's real simple. So don't allow your brain to go to, I need to be perfect. I'm never going to enjoy the vacation at all because I need to be perfect. Don't let your brain do that. That's a bunch of crap. You're going to totally rock the face off this vacation. You're going to have a wonderful time, a lovely time. You're going to connect with your family. You're going to get that relaxation. If you really want to check out, you're going to bring some good books that are easy and you're going to check out. You're going to be at the beach. You're going to do whatever it is. You're going to go hiking. You're going to see nature. You're going to do whatever it is and you're going to love every minute of it. And you're also going to love the decisions you're making about food. Okay. It's a skill we have to practice because so many of us have kicked ourselves in the teeth over and over and over and over about the food decisions we've made. We've made it mean that we're broken. We've made it mean we're sick. We've made it mean we're weak. We've made it mean we're undisciplined. We have made it mean we're bad. And it's not true. It's just food. It's a neutral decision. You get to have the most amazing vacation that you want, deciding how you want to end that vacation towards your goal. Like when I'm at the end of the vacation, where do I want to be in relation to my goal? And then you get to enjoy it. It's such a gift to yourself. So Before I finish this, though, I do want to talk about some strategies for traveling. So a lot of times we believe that we need to go through the drive-thru. Like it's just easier. We just, all the kids are in the back. We just need to go through the drive-thru and get something simple. And since I'm going through the drive-thru, all there is is burgers and fries. And since I'm doing that, might as well get a shake too. That's not the case. (laughs) Don't let your brain tell you that. One, even if you have to go through the drive-thru, even if you have to go through McDonald's, and by the way, I think McDonald's should probably be shut down. I really do think the majority of their food there, when eaten more than a few times a year, I mean, I think all of the food there is an assault to the body. Like, there's a biological, detrimental impact from everything that comes from there. Maybe black coffee might be the one thing that, but I bet, I thought that even. Either way, McDonald's is not food that is ever going to be twisted as something that's optimal for your health. It's not feeding your body great nutrition, but sometimes it's there. Okay. I don't ever go through McDonald's. And since I have an allergy to beef, like clearly that's not on the table for me, but if I were going to tell somebody, you you know, okay, you're wanting to go through McDonald's, you're with your family, get the two burger meal, the two burger, two cheeseburger meal. And I wouldn't even get the meal. I'd get the two cheeseburgers and I'd get like three or four of them. And I would take the bun off and I would just eat the burger. That is something that you can have. Remember, when you're driving through a drive-thru, especially if you're going through McDonald's, you're not there because it's an amazing food experience. You are literally there to get nutrients to your cells. That's all it's there for. So picking and choosing, like recognizing I'm not here to have the most amazing culinary experience. I'm going through McDonald's for God's sake but you can find nutrient there that will serve your goals. So I would, I'd get like four of those little small, there's like, it's almost like they're kids' cheeseburgers. They're not the Big Macs. They're not, um, any other, I don't know there's like a double quarter pounder or whatever, not those necessarily just getting the plain cheeseburgers. And I would just eat the cheese and the meat recognize their ketchup has sugar in it. I would Speculate that their pickles probably have sugar in them. So I would avoid those things, but honestly, again, that's not the worst of it. It's a small amount of sugar in either of those. That's how I would navigate McDonald's. Recognize any other drive-thru is probably going to have something better than that option. Okay. Recognize you're going to tell yourself, but that's not easy to eat while I'm driving. That's okay. It doesn't have to be easy to eat while you're driving. It can just be nutrient for your um cells. McDonald's, so that's like the easiest, right? Than any of the drive-throughs, and not just McDonald's, but any of the drive-throughs. That's kind of the thing that our brain is going to drive us towards. I want to figure out how to navigate fast food drive-throughs. That's how I would do it. I would just find the protein portion, and this goes for like chicken too. Like if it's a chicken sandwich, I would find the protein portion, and I would just eat the protein. Do not eat the bun. Don't even order the fries. I wouldn't get a soda. You can get unsweetened tea. You can get water. That's a way to navigate that that keeps you moving towards your goal, I would offer. Gas station food. I love gas station food. And I will tell you, oh gosh, what an, it was, it was a issue. I don't know. I don't even like that phrase. It was a thing that I had to work through. It was was always um, Twizzlers, um, some chocolate, whether it would be M&M's and typically peanut butter M&M's, and then Teddy Grahams. That was my road trip in food pretty consistently and it was work for me to let go of that it took time um now I usually I'll tell you actually when I travel I usually just fast and the reason I fast is because there's nothing amazing to eat like I just don't love it but I do frequently when I'm traveling I will get um cheese sticks You can get cheese sticks at gas stations. You can get those um, beef jerky sticks. I don't eat those, but you can get them. Making sure that there's not a lot of sugar in them because they put teriyaki and all sorts of things flavoring on them. So you don't want that. But just plain beef sticks are fine. You can get hard boiled eggs at the gas stations most times now. You can get nuts at the gas station. Try not to get them honey roasted because that's really, they usually use high fructose corn syrup. It's not even honey. Um... You can get fruit a lot of times at the gas station. You can get salads at gas stations a lot of times these days. You can get um, veggie containers. You know, they have cut up carrots or cut up celery. You can get meat, like little um, lunch meat type things. You can even go and get it like where they sell. like Most little gas stations will have an area where they have groceries, just like the minimum basics for groceries. A lot of times they'll have cheese. A lot of times they will have uh, deli meat, sliced deli meat, sandwich meat. So all of those are things that you can do at a gas station that, again, will align with what you're needing for your biology, but won't make you sick. Okay. Your brain is going to go like minded and be like, no, but we've got to eat the things. We've got to have the Teddy grams, the Twizzlers, the chocolate. Yep. That was a scenario. That was like a trigger, like a situational trigger that I really had to work at unprogramming in my brain, but it's possible. And then the other thing, the thing that I like most that if I'm traveling and I'm going to um, be eating and not do a fast during the travel days, going to a grocery store. We tell ourselves that we save so much time going through the drive-thru that it's so long to get out and go into the grocery store. I would offer, it's like a seven, eight minute experience. You go in there, you grab yourself a bag of baby carrots, you grab yourself um, cheese sticks from the cheese aisle, you grab yourself something, and you walk out and you eat that. That's what you eat. I had to change my thinking about how much easier it was to get Teddy Grahams and Twizzlers at the gas station and it took so much longer and it was so much harder to go to the grocery store. It's not even true. I will go in. I'll grab myself. Typically, I'll grab myself a banana or an apple. I'll grab myself some protein, typically in the form of cheese, and I will a lot of times grab some veggies that are, you know, you can get them cut up anymore. It's just so easy anymore. I just grab them and that's what I eat when I'm traveling. If I'm going to need to pick up something on the road. Then the last thing, which is similar to this, is that you just go and get a cooler and you stock the cooler with the things that work for you. You can take the kids through McDonald's, man. Let them enjoy it. Have fun. But you don't need to eat those foods. You don't need to eat those foods because they make you sick. Honestly, they make our kids sick too. But here we are feeding. I do it. I'm not judging anybody. I feed my kids that food. I don't feed it very often. But I feed my kids foods all the time that I would not eat. I believe that I have set a wonderful example about how to eat healthy if they're ever interested in it for themselves. So that's how I rationalize that in my head and I live with it. But recognize you can take your kids through all the drive throughs They can go to all the gas stations. They can get all the Chetty Grams, all the Twizzlers, all the Mike and Ikes, all the junk, and you have a cooler full of the things that serve your body. And that's a gift to yourself. That's what I've got for you for vacations. Try it out. If you have any questions, you know you can holler at me, Delane at DelaneMD.com. If this is the work, again, like if you're like not sure what I'm talking about, when I was like, we're going to practice the same stuff that you practice every single day, your brain offering your desire for food that doesn't serve your goals and you not complying with that desire. If that doesn't make sense to you, or if you know that is the work you need to do, my program is six months long that helps retrain your brain so that you stop feeding your body foods that make you sick. If that's what you're interested in, send me an email. Delane at We'll get you set up for a consult. You'll see how my program will work for you and we'll get you started. All right. I hope this was helpful. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Also, leave me a review. If you want to resolve your diabetes naturally without any pills or injections, I can help you. Visit DelaneMD.com for more information. Click on the work with me tab, send me a message, and we can set up a mini coaching session. You guys have a great week. I'll talk to you soon.